eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. I'm going to share my screen. Let's do it. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> it's not a, little... <laughs> a work in progress, literally. Yes, quite literally a work in progress, but it is done. So if you're listening to this podcast, go over to WWL.com. By the time this post, that will have posted, and you can follow along <laughs> with my actual roster projection. I, already, I also have a write-up. I'm not going to read the write-up, but if you want more context, go ahead. Um, but yeah, so let's start with the offense. And we'll just go through each position. And one thing that I decided to do with this one is if I think that that player could either still miss or make the roster, I have them in bold. If I think they are a lock, they are just there. Um, but I think there's yeah maybe six or seven guys who could go. I, do, I, I honestly don't think that this is a very difficult roster projection to make. I think probably 48 of those roster spots are pretty much set in stone. And then there's about five here or there where you can make a debate over, okay, should they keep an extra linebacker? Should they keep five or six wide receivers? You know, which wide receivers should they be? That sort of thing. But, you know, one of the things I am very confident about, and I don't think we really need to talk about it that much, is that quarterback, you're keeping three of them. You're keeping Derek Carr, Jameis Winston as the backup, and Jake Hayner as your kind of third string red shirt quarterback. Taysom Hill, in my opinion, is going to be your emergency quarterback, and you're going to have Jake Hayner inactive on most game days. And I think if you were wondering whether that's the case, all you have to do is go look out how things went in L.A. If you think Jake Hayner is going to be the backup quarterback, he would have gotten some reps during those team drills. You gave all the reps to Derek Carr and Jameis Winston because those are the guys you might have to rely on in games. And, and that's fine. I think what you've seen from Jake has been good. And, uh, you know, you're, you're projecting down the road from him. But that's why these three preseason games have been important because these are really the reps you're going to see that you need to project on for next year. Yeah, a, a lot of hate comes your way if you say, you know, something's negative about Jameis Winston to the uh, the hive, I guess you could say, that supports him. Uh, there is a hive. It just, you know, it's, it's not being overly critical of a guy, but it's something that I just don't feel like 
he's someone that's going to be around next season. Even this training camp has been pretty shaky for me. Uh, if Jake Hayner wasn't the rookie, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he won that number two job over Jameis. But right now, he's still too green to take it over. I agree. Yeah, I mean, like, again, like, there's a lot to be talked about about the quarterback position, but none of it is involving whether you keep all three of them, because you are. And it does become complicated, because I think you want to keep a fullback, you want to keep a bunch of tight ends. And so, like, I, I've been getting into debates about, okay, well, you know, why do they, why, why is it so important that their depth linebackers play special teams? Well, it's because you are devoting a roster spot to Jake Hayner, who is not going to play special teams. For good reason. He's a quarterback. And, you know, you're not going to have Jimmy Graham play special teams. For good reason. He's Jimmy Graham. You know, and I don't, you know, that's something we didn't talk about in the news segment. Jimmy Graham is back. And Jimmy Graham, if you lived yeah. under a rock, you wouldn't have known any better to think like, oh, he's been great this whole time. He went out to LA, he came back, and he looks like the same old Jimmy Graham because nothing has really changed. He's still Jimmy Graham, and he's catching a lot of passes in practice. But, you know, that's, that's a position we can get to in a second. Because I think the next one to me is is running back fullback. This is the first one where I kind of think there's some deviation of who gets kept and who doesn't. How many running backs do you actually need to keep? I think so. Alvin Kamara, it, this is a weird one because he's going to go on the suspended list. And at that point, you get an extra roster spot to mess with. You know, I was kind of going back and forth with, with some of the other reporters about this. I think if you're keeping an extra running back, and I know he's been hurt. He's been dealing with a groin injury. He missed the last couple of days. I still think you brought in the veteran running back because you don't want to have to be locked into playing Kendra Miller week one if he's struggling. And you want, a, you want a veteran who can, you know, do stuff that you trust, that can block, that can, that can hold up in pass protection, that can catch the ball. And I just don't think that that would be Ellis Merriweather as much as I like Ellis Merriweather. Um, and Kirk Merritt has been dealing with multiple injuries to me, right now, if you're adding a running back on that f- number four line, it's it's Daryl Williams. Yeah, it, it, I, it's hard to argue just because of his veteran, you know, experience that he's had throughout the league. But I wasn't really impressed with anything he did that last preseason game. It nothing really stood out to me with Williams, and he hasn't been around the, the team very long either. I'll give him that. No, and that's and that's the thing. It's like you kind of have to project. But I mean, they the Saints went out of their way to bring in a veteran running back. Absolutely, you know, they right. tried to bring in Kareem Hunt. That didn't work out. Still I don't unemployed. think he's signed anywhere. No, no, exactly. Yeah, and and so you you ended up with Daryl Williams, and I just think that you did that for a reason. And that reason is, you know, you have Jamal Williams, who I think has been solid and is going to be fine in those first three weeks. I know you picked him up in fantasy, and I think he's going to be a stud for at least three weeks. I just think, like, okay, what happens if Jamal gets hurt? And in week one of the regular season, you have no one to turn to but two rookies in their first career game to protect Derek Carr in the same game that you are sending Trevor Penning out there for his second career start at left tackle. If you end up in that scenario, you will be blitzed relentlessly and maybe they hold up maybe they don't i don't want the reason this season goes sideways to be because Derek carr gets eaten alive with a bunch of rookies not able to hold up in pass protection right and so i think that's going to be part of the equation here and you know maybe daryl's injury lingers and maybe you do stick with ellis merriweather but i think that's you know i, I don't think i think you have to consider that 
in terms of like, why do you want that depth? What, what is the point of that depth? If not to be someone that you can trust and has done it. I think Bobby says skins on the wall all the time. That's right. why he says it. Cause it's like, you need to know what to expect. And right now, I don't know what to expect when the bullets start flying for real. Look at Tony Jones. I think everyone it, it would have looked at Tony Jones the last two years and been like, you know what? He's been cool. solid in the preseason. I expect him to star. I think he's going to be ready to go. And then the game started. And he looked like a completely different player. So, you know, I, I, I think that's kind of where I'm at. And, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe they do really like Ellis and they, and they keep him around. You talked to him the other day. He's very confident. I don't know. I, I think, that's going to be an interesting one to watch, but I'm not going to make my final determination quite yet. And this is definitely a position, Jeff, that I think when those roster cuts do come down, might be someone the Saints look at a, a veteran that could have been let go somewhere kind of thing. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the guy you end up keeping isn't on the roster right now. Yeah. Because, yeah, right. Like like if a, Dar- a guy like Daryl Williams, well, you, this, the Saints cut him, right? Like <laughs> there's guys like that around the league. They might Maybe they like someone better than Daryl Williams, but he's on a roster right now. Um, so I think that's a good point. Yeah, that's just but, one of those, well, I did those get areas the that I think there could be. Michael today, and we talked, you know, almost exclusively about the running back position and and the idea of rookie running backs in general. And here's what he had to say. Kendra Miller, it seems like he's been incorporated in a lot of different ways, particularly the passing game downfield, which I think we've seen a lot of. What, what have you seen from him in that regard? Well, I think this. I think uh, for him, a guy like him, the more reps, the more reps, the more reps he gets, do you see the, uh, the growth happening? Um, and I think that just, uh, you know, when he's had opportunities in the past game, he's come through and even just, um, you know, the opportunities he's had in, in practices as well. Um, I think the com- quarterbacks are very comfortable throwing him the ball. Is that something you have to consider in terms of rookies and just do you don't want to overwhelm them with things? You kind of want to make sure they pick it up as they go. How have you seen that from him? Well, I think, that, I think um, you know, obviously there's, there's a big volume that's thrown at him. Um, and, you know, as any player, we're trying to make sure we're putting him in the spots that we feel like, hey, that's something that um, he can be successful with and don't want to put him in any situations where uh, maybe it's not for him. But I think that um, the opportunities that he's had, uh, he's taken advantage of. And I think that's not something we have seen a lot in terms of rookie running backs. Get, you know, We obviously saw it with Alvin back in 2017, but it seems like there's kind of a, I don't want to say preference, but you, it, there's a lean toward the older guys. Is that a pass protection thing? Is that just a consistency thing in general? Well, I think that... Um, I think as you really look at it, I think everybody's getting, uh, you know, as much volume as they can with the reps. And I think that's what's most important right now, particularly for the young guys, is the more they can get, the better it's going to be. Because there's a lot of learning that goes with it and a lot of uh, teaching moments, a lot of coaching moments, um, you know, and even on the plays that have been successful, like we hit him on a um, Kendra on the big play the other day, there's still a little technique to that route that we felt like we still had to coach a little bit. Gotcha. You know, so this is kind of an interesting season and in there's always, you got to build in some attrition at the running back position. It's a position where people get hurt at. This is a year where you know you're going to be without your top running back in Alvin Kamara for the first three games. Does that affect kind of how you prepare at the running back position with obviously Jamal, Kendra, and Ellis? Yeah, I think this. I still think that you know, right now we're still in training camp mode, still get through one more preseason game and I think after that as the roster shapes up, then I think that's when you start to really have those discussions and uh, you know that all takes into effect with offense defense special teams who's going to be available for the games and I think that's where you really start to focus on all right you know what what's our game plan going to be where we're going to try to give guys the ball so I think that that'll come here in the next couple days 
Well, what a okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The things he said there that kind of stands out to me is like with a guy like Kendra, you want to make sure you're putting him in the positions that you can where you know he can succeed. And I think that's, again where I kind of land on this team typically will air it on the side of veterans um, at the running back position when they can. We saw it with Ingram, right? Like they could have gone the younger route with the running backs last year. They went with Mark, Mark Ingram, a guy they know and trust the same, you know, they went and they traded for him last year after again, the Tony Jones experiment just did not work. That was two years ago, but you know, I think that's where uh, you know, I land on it. So you know, I'd, I'd like to see Daryl out there on Sunday. Hopefully he can be healthy. And if he if he can get out there and play well, I, I still feel pretty good about him potentially taking that spot. And we've talked about running backs for a while now. We can move on after this. No, I was just saying, too, like, you know, it's really rare you're going to get a guy like an Alvin Kamara that comes in right away and you're like, oh, we, this is the dude. We, we can get rid of Adrian Peterson. We're all right. <laughs> Well, but but like they brought in Adrian Peterson, right? Like right, the fact exactly. remains, they felt like they needed to get a veteran out there aside Mark Ingram. Yeah, and they had Alvin. They still felt like you know what? I would much be I'd be more comfortable with a guy like Adrian Peterson. And so you know whether it works or not is another question. Clearly, they felt more comfortable after Week One with Alvin. But going into week one, they did not. So that's, you know, that's kind of uh, where I land on that. But let's let's move on to the wide receiver position. This is is where (laughs) it gets a little dicey for for me. And, you know, I'm still not convinced of what I'm flashing up here. I know I I might change it by the time (laughs) tomorrow rolls around. But for now, you know, I, I think some people will be happy to see that I have finally caved and moved Traquan Smith off of my roster projection. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people be like, well, finally, you've come to see the light. No, that's not really what it is. I've never had an issue with the amount he has produced in a role that I think is underappreciated. In, he's just a dirty work role, right? And, and like, I get it. You want to see big numbers, but I need a guy who's going to go out there and run plays and block. I need a guy who's going to make tackles on special teams. I need a guy who's willing to do all of that and still has some upside as a receiver and that's why I've swapped him out with Keith Kirkwood. And it's not about what I think of Traquan as a player. It's the fact that he hasn't been at practice for almost three weeks. And I just don't see how you can put him on a roster. You know, maybe he comes back tomorrow. Maybe he comes back on Friday and plays on Sunday. And suddenly you're like, oh, there he is. I don't see that happening. Um, and I just think it would send a very bad message to the guys who have been there every day and have been putting in the work. If this guy's just been doing what I, I, he, maybe he's working off to the side. I don't know, but like he hasn't been a practice. He hasn't been, he hasn't been grinding on the field with everybody else. And to me, like the health question is what I am more concerned with the production. I don't care. He could catch zero passes. And I think he still does enough to justify a roster spot, but not being out there when a guy like he Kirkwood has been there every day. And as a rapport with Derek Carr, a new quarterback, right? Like not, 
the same old quarterback he's worked with before, a new quarterback. I'm I'm cutting Shaq. I'm sorry, I'm cutting Traquan. I'm also cutting Shaq, but I'm cutting Traquan and going with Keith Kirkwood on this roster. It's really the only change, though. I, I I'm totally in agreement with the Traquan move, just because, like you said, we haven't seen the guy. I mean, it's I'm surprised. I'm worried I about him. definitely, and I, <laughs> I thought okay. like like right now, it's like. Why hasn't he been put on any kind of like inactive list or a physically unable to perform list kind of thing? Uh, Dennis, Dennis Allen mentioned again today, he's still rehabbing. That's as much as we got out of him about Traquan. Well, you see, you can't, you can't put a guy on the non-football injury or the pup list once he's already appeared in a practice. So like that has to happen at the beginning of camp. And that's why you see guys go on, even if they come off on day one, because if you start practicing, you cannot go on that. Your only option would be move them to injured reserve, which if you did that right now would end their season. So even it, like if you were planning on cutting him at the end of camp, you wouldn't put him on injured reserve. Now I think there's a chance that maybe you keep him on the roster. We've talked about this a little bit already and it, because you intend to put him on injured reserve. Um, I don't know. It's like a whole I think little chess game that goes on. Yeah. And so that's why these, these last few in these last few projections can get dicey. Cause like, I was like, Oh, they're keeping him around, but that was always the plan. So it, it gets kind of weird. And so that's why these projections will never be a hundred percent accurate. Um, but as if you're, if you're watching this, you can see, but I'll explain it to the listeners. So I have the, the names I have bolded, which again, to me is like, okay, these are guys who could potentially make or miss. The other guys are locked in. So Keith Kirkwood, A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden Jr. are the bottom three that are making it, in my opinion. The top three are locked in. Mike Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid. We did see Alante Taylor returning kicks today. We've also seen Ugo Amadi returning kicks. The reason I have Lynn Bowden Jr. on here is for his returner upside because I trust him in that role. If you decide that AT pair, I'm sorry, that that Alante Taylor, Ugo Amadi have that return upside and you don't need to keep a dedicated returner as backup to Rashid Shahid, then I think you could go get away with keeping five um, and maybe keep an extra linebacker. Um, or maybe you keep a Shaq Davis who has been coming on really strong. Maybe, maybe you keep Traquan Smith, even though he hasn't been able to be there, right? Shaq's um, definitely made practice fun the last couple of days. Yes, yes. And I, I'm not putting him on my roster. I think there's a chance he, he does do enough. But it kind of reminds me of when you had little Jordan Humphrey and Juwan Johnson. Yes. Uh, as, as these big guys who have a chance and you cut them both. <laughs> um, because you kind of feel like, okay, we can, you know, like they're still developing. And I think you keep A.T. Perry on the roster, you cut Shaq and you stash him on the practice squad um, for the same. I, I kind of feel like, like there's a lot of Shaq Davises right now in the NFL. I'm not worried about him clearing, clearing waivers. He's, he's a lot better right now than he was at the start of camp. I think he's come along a lot. Um, but to me, this is the this is where I'm still going to kind of go. Is Mike Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Jeed, Keith Kirkwood, A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden Jr. Looks good to me. Uh, unfortunately, uh, still haven't seen really anything from Kawan Baker that's made me go, wow. John Trey Kirkland has been interesting, but I agree, maybe more of a practice squad guy than making the 53. Yeah, I fully expect John Trey to be on the practice squad. with And, and I couldn't be surprised if you see him get called up at points during the season because you can elevate guys three times. And uh, that's another factor of like, especially at running back, right? Like you don't necessarily have to keep a running back on the active roster. If you want to have an extra guy during the season, because I mean the, an extra guy for those first three games, because you could elevate him three times. So that's something.
But let's move on. Tight end. Now, this is a confusing one. Taysom Hill is is here. He's not really a tight end, but he's in this meeting room, so that's what we'll go with. Then the question becomes, do you keep Jimmy Graham? Or do you just go with Juwan Johnson and Foster Moreau? And I, I'm kind of vacillating back and forth. Jimmy seems healthy. You know, the, the seizure situation kind of gave you pause. Um, but, you know, he missed one day of practice effectively. He wasn't going to play in that preseason game anyway. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I don't know what's, well, what's changed really other than the fact that you have a little concerned about his brain. Um, yeah, when so he was I'm back not, Wednesday, he looked like the same old Jimmy we've been seeing at least. If you were under a rock over the weekend and you just went, came back to practice and didn't know any better, you'd be like, oh, Jimmy looks great. Right. <laughs> um, he's looked that way all camp. We talked to him on Friday morning and he was talking about how he feels the healthiest he's felt in years. And then he had a seizure. And Hours later. Yeah. That was so, I don't such, know. so strange. Like, the only depth tight end that I could see potentially making it is Lucas Kroll. And even that, I think, is a big long shot. I think he's a practice squad guy. I think you're going to end up keeping four tight ends. And one of them is Jimmy Graham. Yeah, and a guy on there, Jesse James. You almost forget he's on this team because he's been he's been MIA too for a little bit now. Yeah, I don't know why. Why? Maybe he's just like like okay, if we cut you, you don't get paid. Do you want to just hang around? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> if we cut you now, you don't get a check. You know, did we talk about Brian Edwards getting cut? I don't think we did. I think we the last time either, right? we talked, uh, it was me saying I'm canceling my subscription to Brian Edwards, and, <laughs> and then the later Saints in the agreed. day. <laughs> it came out that he got waived. So apparently the Saints also canceled the subscription of Brian Edwards. Made me look smart. But yeah. I, you know, Miller Forstall, I still have him written here. He's not on the roster anymore, is he? Uh, J.P. Holtz. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to update that. This is this Swapping him out, yet. whatever. Yeah. This will be J.P. Holtz uh, by the time this posts. <laughs> Going down to offensive line, nothing's really changed here, but this is a position that I wouldn't be surprised if you put Landon Young on the 53 so you can stash him on IR. You know, and when I talked to Doug, you know, he didn't sound like a guy who expected to get Landon Young back anytime soon. Uh, so, yeah. But otherwise, I think, you know, Storm Norton is the only question mark I have in terms of maybe he doesn't yeah. make it. Maybe he keeps somebody else. <laughs> but and not maybe a fan. Yeah, so I don't Rockhorn like that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say it again. Not a fan. So I don't like that one. Yeah. I mean, who, who are you keeping? You know, the only other option would be Landon Young. And Landon right, Young is a knee injury because you need someone to back up Ramchek. A significant knee injury, right, as they put it. Yeah, and so I think, you know, a guy like Calvin Throckmorton, I could see him making it at guard. A guy like Lewis Kidd, who obviously made it last year. Max Garcia, I think, is your backup center, and you maybe you say, okay, we want to keep him. Yeah. But I think just like Josh Andrews last year, you just, just stash him on the practice squad and bring him up as you need him. Yeah, this is why, uh, I guess more so the depth. Like you said, if this everyone can stay healthy, Andrews P. Uh, not Andrews Pete, uh, Trevor sure. Penning ends up living up to expectations and is a serviceable, at least, left tackle. Things should be good for the season, but but depth-wise is, is a real big concern here. And this is another position I mentioned with running back. When those cuts come, although I know a lot of teams are going to be looking for that depth, that, that offensive line, and I think the Saints could end up picking up a body or two uh, when those cuts end up coming out just because – yeah, there's really nobody here that kind of excites me at all. And seeing Storm Norton making the squad makes me even more ill, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if Throckmorton got 
picked up by somebody on waivers just because he's a guy who's played. Like he's a guy who's been around, who, yeah. Who started. Um, and, uh, you know, he has experience. You know, Coda Martin, I still have him on this list. He has been cut. So, you know, clearly I have not done enough maintenance uh, in terms of the bottom end uh, here. But he's. You mentioned he's Throckmorton, too. He could definitely be a Denver poaching because he knows pa- uh, Peyton and uh, Zach Streif. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I think any of these guys who were around last year and gets cut. Could end up in Denver. <laughs> um, but all right, moving down. That's going to be it for the offense. Is there anything that stuck out to you? Any notes you want to make before we move on to the defense and special teams? No, just the fact that, yeah, that, that wide receiver group, really interesting because some, you know, some things shifted around and changed uh, definitely for me uh, with the Traquan. And I love what I'm seeing from Shaq Davis, but totally agree with you right now. It's like, I don't see him making the 53, but certainly worthy of a practice squad uh, nod. I don't know if Kawan Baker's part of that mix, even though he was a draft pick of this team. But it was a late pick, so it's not that huge of a deal. There's not that big of an investment. I don't. I don't think Kawan makes it. I think the only you know it like if Trey comes back is, is healthier than maybe it, it seems, and uh, you keep him, and maybe you cut a Lynn Bowden and you keep him instead. I don't know. I would love to keep Shaq. I really would. I would love to keep him on the on the roster. I think he's intriguing. He's only getting better. But you know, I say this all the time: <laughs> is I'm, I can't keep a a depth roster guy because he's a great pass catcher when he's not going to get on the field as a pass catcher, right? Like I can't. I can't keep two wide receivers who I don't intend to play at wide receiver and are not prime special teams players. Like they're they might play special teams, but they are not elite special teams players. And it gets really difficult when, again, like I pointed out, you're keeping all these quarterbacks and all these all these tight ends, and you're keeping an extra you're keeping a fullback. Like I talked to Anthony Ordre, and he he told me one of the differences between the NFL and college is he'd never seen a fullback in his life until he got to the NFL. Like not a lot of teams keep fullbacks, and if you want to keep one. It just costs you a roster spot elsewhere. So I think that's going to work against a guy like Shaq. And, uh, but it, we'll see. I mean, if he goes out and blows up tomorrow, I'm sorry, tomorrow, Sunday against the Texans, then, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe you do. Maybe you do have get your hand forced and you keep him around. But for now, I'm keeping him on the cut line. We've seen, we've talked about this a little too, so many wide receivers be that star in training camp and then come the regular season, it's kind of like, wait a minute, who, where, where, where did they go? Uh, Emmanuel Butler jumped into my head just because he was that, you know, all Metairie training camp darling kind of thing, and then was just non existent after that. Airline All Stars. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Okay. Well, let's wrap that segment up. We're going to come back. We're going to go through the defense and special teams. Uh, you know, not, not a ton of surprises. I think linebacker is going to be the biggest point of contention as I, I you know just based on what i've heard on twitter the last few days uh but we'll get into that this is inside black and gold i'm jeff nowak he's steve geller stick around